was more kind of lukewarm. But, uh, yeah, I can't get ready. <laughs> you were born lukewarm? Uh, did they take your temperature and they're like, oh, no, we should have left him in for another <laughs> yeah. another week or two. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, welcome anyway. You know, you're still you're still welcome here, uh, and welcome you, listener, to the Enemy Slime Podcast. This is episode number one hundred and thirty-two. I am your usual host, Jared, and today I am joined with Mr. Doug Wilson. Hey guys, it's a pleasure ha- having listening to me. And Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. I think the number of the podcast is in the temperature over here. <laughs> uh, and then maybe, if we're lucky, Mr. Michael Mahoney will join us. But if not, you know what? We can have a perfectly good time uh, all by our little selves. So let's let's go ahead and jump into it and have that. Uh, let's start with just a bit, little taste of news today. Uh, specifically, we got quite a bit regarding uh, Overwatch, actually. Uh, oh, there he is. There's there's Michael. Hang on. Let's... Damn it, Michael. Let's all right, fuck. God damn it, I'm here. Boo, Michael, boo. <laughs> All right, you're just in time, Michael. We were just about to talk about Overwatch. Oh, yeah. Um, just Overwatch? Uh, just, just Overwatch. Just this Overwatch. is the Overwatch podcast. This is the Overwatch podcast. Okay, go nuts. Uh, so, <laughs> anyway, we finally... Blizzard has been kind of teasing us with this uh, new Overwatch character for a little while. And uh, NeoGAF picked up that it was going to be a character by the name of Sombra... Uh, who it looks like I don't really know. I haven't done a lot of research because I don't care that much. I don't know where it's that Mexican for shadow, right? Uh, is it? Yep. Yes, it is. Okay. Right. Um, very good, Michael. Hey, nice, <laughs> excellent. Um, so I I don't know what happened to Sombra. I don't know if there is a Sombra, but this character is named uh, Anna or Anna, uh, depending on. I I don't think the trailer says it, so I don't know how you say her name. Um, Mexican for Anna. I, d- I don't think so, because uh, she's <laughs> Farah's mother, so um, she's probably not Mexican. So Farrah the thing Fawcett? with Sombra came from, like, uh, an in-game, like, Easter egg where it says, "Who is this Sombra?" Oh, that's right, that's right. So it could be, I don't know, whatever. It, it's on like a monitor somewhere, right? Like yeah. uh, on one of the screens somewhere yep. in the game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, NeoGAF is wrong again. Oh, NeoGAF, how could you do this to us? I can't believe it. But um, they did get right that it was a healing sniper. Right, they did have that part right. So uh, Anna is a sniper who can both kill people with her gun uh, or heal her teammates uh, with her gun. She, I'm trying to think of other like high-level Anna details. She has an eye patch. As far as mom. She can put people to sleep. She has like some yeah. kind of sleep thing. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. She can buff people, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she she does have a buff also. Uh, so that'll be the big addition. I don't know if we have a date for her or not. Um, man, I did a shitty job researching all of this. Uh, I it, rushed home for this. She doesn't, yes. cost, she doesn't cost money, right? They're not charging for her. No, no they're not Street Fighter. But yeah. That's another conversation. Right, right. That's an entirely different matter. Um now, they, they also have mentioned that there has been uh, some decisions that they've made to buff a few characters in the game. Uh, specifically, D.Va and Zenyatta are getting a little bit of attention since they both are kind of a little underpowered sometimes. Uh, D.Va's change is they're making it so that her shield is now a, a toggle instead of just pushing it and having it go off. 
Uh, so if uh-huh. you so if you want to, you can turn off the shield halfway through it and uh, and save it, you know have more for later basically. Uh, and then I forget what they're doing with Zenyatta. Uh, oh, he can. They're making, they're making him a better hero. He's getting a little more shields, and uh, he also moves faster when he uses his ultimate. So you can uh, trip it and then like actually catch up to people to use it properly. So I mean, so, I mean I'm happy because like I, I usually I like to use Diva when I need a tank. Mm-hmm. Because I like the mobility, so eh, that's good for me. Yeah. See, so everybody wins. Uh, Zenyatta is definitely the hero who needed it the most. Oh, yeah. Uh, he doesn't see any play in competitive, really. And uh, that's the other big change that they're making, is they're now only allowing you to use uh, one character per team for competitive play, um, which is kind of in... I, I was pointing out just kind of the humor and how uh, it seems to be in very direct opposition to what they were saying, like, a week ago, where, yeah. where they were making comments on Twitter about how hero stacking is like a huge part of the Overwatch experience because people were complaining uh, about going up against teams and teams of, of Torbjorns or however you say his name. And uh, so and their response to that was basically like, well, that's how the game works. And uh, now all of a sudden they're, they're changing it. So this is only competitive, so I'll still have to like put up with like right. a team of randoms with like three Genjis. Yes. So in quick, I don't know how to Genji. In quick play, it, there will still be seven Genjis wandering around the map, uh, sorting each other. So that's going to be pretty pretty sweet. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Six bastions. Here we come. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, but anyway, that's your Overwatch news. I promise at some point we'll, we won't talk about Overwatch, but uh, it's kind of kind of a big deal right now. The people we need like those it. hits. Give uh, the people what they want. The people, the people want it. Uh, what else do we have? The WB uh, or Warner Brothers Publishing, uh, who is behind the smash hit Shadow of Mordor. Uh, today they settled with the FTC uh, for a, an amount of money that we don't know, uh, but admitting their wrongdoing in paying a number of YouTube uh, popular YouTubers, basically. <laughs> to publish positive videos regarding Shadow of Mordor without actually disclosing that they had been paid uh, to do it. And um, the big one here is PewDiePie, but there's a bunch of others as well. Uh, and none of these people were, were disclosing that they did this. And I, I think we found, we found some humor in how Shadow of Mordor was handled in general. Um, yeah. Because as you guys may recall... It was the one good game in 2014. Right, right. It was our game of the year, even. Um, yeah, it was a great game. You, but, listen, you, didn't, you didn't need this. But there was drama with the release. What happened? They they withheld review copies, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. yeah. And then for, like, YouTubers and people who wanted to stream it and stuff, they made them sign this release saying that they wouldn't say anything bad about it. Mm, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so not only did they not label their videos correctly, but they also had very strong stipulations that... Um, you know, here's like the rule of things that you can't say. So like there's there's a list and it's like, do say game is excellent. Don't say J.R.R. Tolkien was a massive f-. You know, you can't. He yeah, was. Like Everyone knows that. I don't even think we can say that. <laughs> no, probably it's, not. It's um, an interesting disconnect, I think. And I, I forgot who I was talking to that pointed it out, but there seems to be a disconnect between what we think is good, like what the 
consumer thinks is good and what the publishers thinks is good. Right. Because totally, like, they, they keep to, releasing shitty games. No, 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 because they will do this for a good game, right? So they will go through all this trouble doing this for, for Shadow of Mordor. More recently, you had Bethesda pulling all sorts of shit with, like, Doom not giving, like, review copies and stuff like that. Uh, but then, like, you know, they release something like... I don't know, Street Fighter Five unfinished, and they're like, yeah, sure, stream it, do whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> definitely true. Like, you, you get a feeling that a lot of these publishers are, like, patting themselves on the back for a job well done after they deliver some bullshit. Um, like, maybe here's a good one, uh, Evolve. The, right, exactly, that's a really good one. The now free-to-play uh, title. They were pretty pleased with themselves when they released Evolve, and were very confident that we would all love its... Uh, what the fuck? It's DLC. What did Price they? What model. did they call it? A clusterfuck, I think. Uh, Shitstorm. The Turtle Rock called it a shitstorm in their press release. So uh, you know that's a great example right there. Uh, whereas Shadow of Mordor is like this really tight, nice, awesome game, and they're just so worried that people would see something wrong with it. Yeah, it's like. I mean, I I don't fully know what, but okay, whatever. Um, but anyway, they promised that they wouldn't do it again, and uh, they prom- they made that promise by paying a bunch of money to the government. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what's up with the WB, but they've been having uh, a time. They you know? certainly are, aren't they? And I, I found it funny, you made a comment earlier that uh, the, the controversy around this kind of died down because there was so much other drama uh, surrounding Arkham Knight, which released yeah. on a similar time frame. And I just found that kind of funny because uh, also WB. Um, exactly. And, you know, then there's a the whole thing with Mortal Kombat and how they kind of... Although in retrospect, it's not as bad as what Capcom did, but, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's uh, an, another kind gift to them is they do this bullshit with Mortal Kombat and then uh, Capcom goes ahead and does whatever the fuck you call that <laughs> to Street Fighter Five. Exactly. So. It's pretty great that if you're in video games, no matter what evil thing you do, someone will always be out there getting ready to do an even eviler thing. Right, like, do you guys remember Bobby Kotick? Nope. Yeah. Do you remember when he was, like, the most evil person that you could think of and <laughs> now you haven't heard his name forever? Jim, uh, Michael, does anyone remember him? Can't, can't say that I do. Yeah, see, Michael's forgotten him completely. Oh, impressive. All right. He raped um, a dog. He Yes, there we go. He raped a dog on the floor of E3. <laughs> the sad part is that it was the best presentation that year. Take, that takes balls. <laughs> it was still uh, less cringy than the reveal of Tribes uh, or Trials. <laughs> what is the fucking Trials Blood Dragon or whatever? Yeah. I'd rather watch it than that. Um, what else is new? I think, uh, I think actually that's pretty much it for news. I did want to talk a little bit about, uh, the game night that we were a part of, uh, this past Friday. And, and first of all, let's start that discussion by just thanking everybody who came out. So if you came out, yeah, uh, that's better, <laughs> you know, uh, thank you very much. And, uh, if you're listening to this podcast as a result of you being at that game night, that's awesome. Um, we're sorry. For this appointment. Glad that we've already brought up rape at least twice. Hey, we did. We had a great time. It was it was a fantastic event. Thank you very much for everybody who showed up. That said, I've got a bone to pick with you who didn't show up. Yeah. So yeah. you may recall Assholes. that I offered a steak dinner for one simple task. Anyone who showed up at that event and brought just one little thing would have had a Ruth Chris dinner on me. Jared, how many people showed up to claim that? 
<laughs> Absolutely none. Zero fucking people. Which is I'm sitting here. It takes me five minutes. I could have had a steak dinner on me. <laughs> so where, where the fuck were you, people? This is this is how you do fan relations, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I get on. I get on the podcast and I fucking shit on you, best. <laughs> so the next time I offer you a fucking roast chicken for fucking I don't know drawing a naked Squaresoft character, you show up and you get that roast chicken. Yeah, you better be there. And Michael wants to watch the juices from the meat dribble out of your mouth later that night. That's you, the most sensual part. If you're not there. He's going to come to your house, and I don't even make know. Make you draw it. He'll if, that's make how you, if that's how you eat a chicken, sure. He'll make you draw it. Uh, but I mean, all things considered, uh, pretty pretty good turnout, I think, at the event. I think it was either... I don't know if it beat the last time that Doug and I were out there, but it certainly was uh, I think it did. on par at the very least, maybe a little bit more. So, so how did you guys do with the Sonic competition thing? Uh... Sonic kicked everyone's asses. By my estimation, we gave away about... I, we only went out there with like 25 shirts, something like that. And so our deal was, if you come and you beat Sonic, we'll give you a shirt. And I only have three left. So, so if you beat Sonic, you mean... Uh, it, it was one of you Sonic, or was it the, the PC? Or? It was the Amiibo. Uh, I, oh, okay. I brought the Amiibo AI with us. And so it started out at like level 30. And was still a little tough, but by the end of the night, it had leveled up to the max level, and we had to swap it out for something else because I think people were just getting uh, <laughs> just a little bit too killed by, by it. Uh, oh, okay. But either way, good good times. I, th- I thought you were the one playing you guys. Oh, God, no. We'd be out of the shirts within five minutes. I was going to say, yeah. And we, nobody would get a shirt from me. <laughs> we wanted to make sure that... Uh, yeah, aside from Michael, Smash Brothers champion, um, every everyone else probably would have been giving out the shirts a little, a little quicker than we would have liked. <laughs> but uh, either way, good times. Um, our traffic actually went down after the event, so I'm <laughs> so so I'm not one hundred percent convinced that we achieved the goal that we set out to achieve. Um, but if you're like I said, if you're listening to this podcast. And uh, and you saw us at the event, and that is how you have have come to this place. Thank you from the very bottom of our hearts. Uh, it is it is great to have you here. Yeah, you I'll guys say, are the actual best. I'll say, if you're a child that whose parent is letting them listen to this podcast, oh no, slap your parents because they're terrible. <laughs> go fi- go you, find you, them. <laughs> go go play Minecraft. Don't listen to this. So that was a that was actually something that we I was very conscious about going into this is I knew that it would be a family event and I knew that this podcast is not for families. It's Fuck you, Jared. Yeah, it is. And so, yeah, I mean, I can see what you're saying, Doug, that a family might gather around an old-timey radio and listen to this together. Uh, but I worry about maybe the effect it would have on a child who listened to it by himself. He might grow up to be like a Michael Mahoney or something like that. A super cool guy. A super cool guy. But kids aren't a bunch of cunts, you know. I mean, they, yeah. they know what's all going on. <laughs> so Wait, to, what the fuck are you saying, Doug? So to combat this, uh, what, what we did was we went out and the shirts didn't have our URL on it. So the kids can have shirts if they want. Um and then we brought some stickers, and we unmarked the, some of those as well. And I think there wasn't too much cross-contamination. Uh, at least that is my why, hope. Why, why are you doing a community outreach event and like not 
giving people or <laughs> no, 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 no. I like the idea that our site is so toxic that if a child goes to it, <laughs> it's going to put him down an irrevocable path to destruction. Potaku has two articles on Pokemon Go porn in. Two days, Jared. That's, I don't know what the fuck you're worried about. That's true, though. But to be fair, Kotaku is headquartered in New York City, where uh, they're all child se- rapists. Seeing a man murdered in front of your eyes is Tuesday. You know, like uh, it, it's uh, it's not like here, where the very concept of murder is. I'm, I'm sure there was a someone. I didn't see them, but I'm sure there was someone at game night who saw us playing Smash Brothers with the punching and the kicking. And thought to themselves, well, there's just no cause for this. That game's oh, Lordy, too the violent. The bishop won't like this. <laughs> this. This will not stand. It is too violent. Um, but, uh, but no, that's just for the little kids. The little kids, uh, you know, they're not, the, they're, they're not who this is for. So um, everybody else got cards with our uh, address and logo and all that stuff. But uh, we tried to protect the children on behalf of the United States of America. I don't fucking know. God bless our own well-being. Um, we cannot afford a lawsuit. Having said that, I feel like it's a good time to mention that we had uh, some PC codes that we took with us for Steam, and we gave away quite a few. But we have one, two, three, four, five, six. We have seven left. Uh, my intention is to give those away tomorrow on our Twitter feed. Um, and specifically, the crown jewel. And I gave everybody a completely random chance to get their hands on it, but somehow uh, this copy of Doom eluded everybody. Uh, so the crown jewel here is I have a copy of Doom 2016, and I thought, what better place to give it away than on the podcast uh, to our adoring podcast listeners? So, Yeah, you guys will crawl over yourselves to get the fucking keys, <laughs> you rats. <laughs> You really, I, I, in all sincerity, if Michael ever offers you a steak again, you, you got you got to be there. You better fucking take. I don't care. Someone's if gonna fucking a, get that steak. <laughs> I mean, you can always come and buy me a steak. <laughs> yeah, just give it to Lucio. Yeah, Lucio, if you show up at the next event, I don't care what you drew, you get a steak. <laughs> Even you little kids who shouldn't be listening, Michael will give you a steak too. Michael will give you the steak. Mike, it's up, Michael. Yeah, yeah. Send your kids, Lucio. They're cool. I'll buy them steaks. <laughs> They're cool kids who can have shirts with the logo on it. They're cool enough that they can have the URL on the back of the shirt. All right, Lucio, you better be. I better hear that you like put some headphones on your kids with this podcast playing and sent them to bed, so that, <laughs> so that our soothing voices could lull them to sleep. They'll probably yeah. yell for for swearing. Do you guys want this? Uh, do you guys want this? Should we do this key? Let's do this key. Um, we have. So, if you are just joining us for this, the way that this works is I'm going to give out the last five digits of the Steam code. And then tomorrow, on Twitter, uh, we will post the rest of the code, basically. So if you're listening to this today, that would be Wednesday. These keys are going to go up on Thursday uh, for, you to, for you to grab. So this is, this is your inside track. Uh, but uh, anybody can get this. And, but I would like it, of course, to go to a, to a faithful listener. So here we go. The last five digits of the Doom Steam key are A, as in Adolf. Uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> really, Jared? That's how we're starting out? Five, as in five golden rings. Uh, B, as in Byzantine. Z, as in the third letter in Byzantine. <laughs> and L, 
as in lesbians. Bravo, Jared. Bravo. <laughs> so there you go. So you spent some time thinking about this one. Yeah, I've, oh boy, I, I have it all written down in my journal here. I'm like, hmm, what do I, what clever things do I say about this? Um, so I think we did a good job there. So anyway, those are the last five digits of the key. And uh, just keep an eye on our Twitter tomorrow. Turn on like alerts on your phone. Get in there. Someone get this. I want someone to really get this. Get it hard. Get it hard. Get it deep. Yeah. We have... Like the steak you didn't get, you bastards. We have... I I thought... I'm sorry to say this. Uh, I thought everybody would be fatter than they were. And uh, I purchased shirts that slanted towards the large, extra large uh, scheme. And I think almost everybody who won in Smash was like a medium. Um, and so we do have... The shirts that we have left over, I have three extra larges... And if you listen to the podcast next week, I will give those away to three people. So uh, we won't do that this week, though. But uh, hang in there. Three big fat people. Three big fat fuckers. Uh, tune in next week and we'll... we'll hey, do... hey, they're still people, Jared. Well, yeah, whatever, you know. As much no, as you want. Don't let him you, fatty. You participate as much as you want. You deserve Look, it. You disgusting, it. corpulent assholes are not people. <laughs> Doug. Should we talk about games now? I thought we were yeah. talking about games. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about some actual games a little bit. Uh, let's talk about... Let's start with the, the hit craze that is sweeping the nation. And I am, of course, talking about Necropolis, which is released <laughs> today. <laughs> so uh, you guys like Dark Souls? Oh, yeah, I do. I, uh, <laughs> I know Doug well, hates it. Doug's lukewarm to it. How about if Dark Souls was a roguelike? That's that's legitimate boo. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that you're selling me. Um, it's uh, I like it. I mean, it's it's a roguelike. So if you don't like roguelikes, you're not gonna like Necropolis. Um, so you played this for the first time back at PAX last yeah. year, right? Mm-hmm. And um, has it changed a lot since then, or is it kind of the same? It's more polished, but it's pretty much the same thing. Pretty much the same beast. So tell me, how does how does it work? What are we doing in Necropolis? So it's, it's funny now that you reminded me because that was the, the game where they gave us the dust there, remember, Michael? <laughs> yeah, I got to say, there there was something kind of disheartening about meeting the man who, like, created Shadowrun. Probably, despite all of its faults, like, my favorite role-playing game of all time. And then having me show this, or having him show this game to me. Yeah. Or he he's having his assistant play the or show the game to me. He himself then, didn't make, like, you're just talking about, like, the people who made Shadowrun Returns, right? No, no, no. They have the one of the creators of Shadowrun. Yeah, this is like the guy who's like in the the credits page of like yeah. Oh, whoa. Ch- Chad Shadowrun. Chad. Yeah, yeah. Chad he's Shadow. He's the guy guy Gax of Shadowrun. His name's just Shadow Doug. The other guy's name is Run. That's how they came up with the name. Oh, they combined them. Yeah. So Chad, Chad Shadow. What a cool. It's guy. funny too because like the, the guy that he he like he put us to work like was kind of surprised that we were good at the game. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, that's another that was, thing. That was a lot of our PAX experience. So the, the, yeah. the so the Shadowrun guy didn't seem to like you. No, he was cool. It was fine. Yeah, was yeah, cool yeah. Enough. All right, all right, okay. Not just, a bad guy. Just making sure. So it's just that you know when they're like seeing what he had for Shadowrun, he's like, oh, well, we have Necropolis. <laughs> right, right. You're like, can you show me your Shadowrun game? He's like, I could show you Necropolis. And you're like, what about your Shadowrun game? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 
Is this your Michael Shadowrun? Is this a Shadowrun game? Um, so back to it. What what <laughs> what do you do? What are you doing? So it's um, you're going into this randomly generated dungeon where there's a lot of enemies. The combat system is pretty much ripped off from Dark Souls. The only thing is that you have a, a dash instead of a roll, um, but it's essentially the same thing. It's, um, in fact, it's so similar to it that you know, it's, uh, having very uh, recently finished Dark Souls Two, it kind of was like jumping right back in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have a stamina bar, you have your health bar. Um, there isn't any magic that I found, but you do find you can find different weapons. Uh, and of course, this is a rogue. Like every time you die, you have to find weapons again. So you know, um, I found this really cool like fire sword the first time that helped me get really far. Um, but then you know, when I died, I had to find something else. Um, is there like an overarching story to this? Do you have some kind of goal? To find four things. Um, so you you come in and there's this yeah for for ambulance, I think there trying to but find your keys. There's, there's like nothing going on. Like you start the game and you're like in this room, right? Uh-huh. And this room there is a painting, and that painting is the control layout. Okay. So you you go close to the control layout and like this voice tells you, oh, admire the almighty control layout, or something like that. Every time it's a little bit different. So you know, someone's like you know, even kings are bound by the control layout or whatever. Hmm. Uh, stuff like that. So once um, you know you start going down a little bit more, um, you meet this like golden gigantic pyramid. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be like the guardian of the necropolis, and it takes you to find four amulets. I think he calls them. Oh, okay. Um, so what what's, well, what's going to happen when you find them, or is it just hey, uh, we go find these? No idea. But essentially, what you're doing once you start the game is you start, you know, trying to find the door to the next floor. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, killing basically everything. Or also, what I thought um, because for one of the levels, I decided to go like fuck it and do the Dark Souls things where you just run away from everything until you get to the end, <laughs> and that worked. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can cheese through most of the game. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, that's that's how I play Dark Souls sometimes, too, <laughs> is I just run past everything. Um, um, but it's not that hard. I mean, I mean, I guess, like I said, I've just come off finishing um, the DLC for Dark Souls 2, which is fairly tough. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe I'm still, like, in the swing of things, but it, it felt really uh, natural and... Not really that challenging. Right. Maybe a little easier than you would have initially expected. Right. Yeah. Um, and so th- there's things that you unlock, but I don't know what they do yet because I just, like, I just unlocked them and I died and then the podcast started. So I had to, um, you know, to stop playing. Mm-hmm. But I unlocked some things. Um, and I'm not necessarily sure what how it works yet so I, I guess it's not a lot of help uh-huh. but um, it looks like there is some permanence on the things that you unlock oh okay so like you maybe maybe like level ups kind of or something like right. that stuff like that 
Okay. All right. Yeah, that's like you know, I unlocked a book, and that book was like, "Oh, you found the tome of whatever." The tome Which of whatever. Yeah, I forgot the name. That should help you um, find the four things. War and peace. <laughs> <laughs> the tome of whatever to find the four things. Yeah, the tome of whatever uh, to find the four things. This I sounds feel like we're making a game right here. I was gonna say this sounds like a crown of beards. Is what this sounds like. <laughs> well, let's. We already there's some. Jared, there's a cannon that goes with the crown of beers. You can't just fuck with it. You gotta go find the sword of what have you. The crown of Barbus, Jared. <laughs> Idiot. Uh-huh. It's uh, like you weren't even drunk when we made that. How, how dare I? So, Lucio, well, let me ask you, because, um, like I said, we, we saw this together. I had not played Dark Souls at that point, so I didn't know what to expect. This thing looked pretty... pretty unexciting to me. Does the fact that it is like a crown or a sorry a dark a souls like game like is it better because of that? Uh, I guess if you like that kind of combat, okay, it better be because it sounds like all there is to it is combat. Yep, and finding things. So uh, yeah. I I have a question about the uh, graphics in the game. Are they doing it for you? Because it's a pretty minimalistic game. Do you think it works and is like in service? Uh, to it, or, or do you think it's a, a drawback? I like, no, I like it. Um, it. Doesn't get in the way. It's fine. It's good enough. It runs very well. So you know, there's that. It better. I mean, not. To <laughs> I mean, no, but you say it's better, but you know how it is. No, that's true. That's that's definitely true. Um, uh, so it runs really well. Um, it's very well animated too. So you know, you, you have to do the whole. Um, or counting frames thing. It's just the the art style definitely makes that easy. Mm, okay. How much um, is it? Uh, I think it was twenty nine ninety nine. Yeah, it's like I haven't really had enough time with it yet, but I don't know that I wouldn't say wait for a sale. It might be a little on the high end. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it sucks all combat, but. Dark Souls isn't great because of the combat. Like, there's a lot more going on behind that. Mm-hmm. And the combat is just kind of like, you know, basically the way you interact with the world. But, you know, there's, there's, you're not gonna like find a moment where you're like walking, you know, through Arnold Rond or anything like that. This is all randomly generated. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna have like cool stuff like the Shrine of a Mana or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Right, right. But that's, I've, I've never heard anyone describe it like that, but that's a really good description. Is just combat is how you interact with this the world of Dark Souls. Right. That's pretty much what's interesting about the game is exploring this uh, this place, mm-hmm. right? And you level up and you get better now that you die, and then you have to start all over again. I, oh yes, I, I, I mean we all that. agree that roguelikes are terrible. I get that. I, I guess everybody's uh, the appeal that everybody sees in Dark Souls is probably different, but I would agree with what you said, which to me. Uh, and, and it's the reason why Dark Souls 2 is actually probably my favorite, is I, I like going out and seeing like this cool world that they made. And uh, that's actually probably why Dark Souls 3 hasn't really captivated me all that much, because I don't think the zones are, are super interesting. Much like it, I don't think that Necropolis looks super interesting. Um, but I, but, I, but I, I will concede that, that it's probably just not for me. It's probably meant for someone else entirely. No, there is um, a hint of a larger story going on, and they're thinking they're taking the Dark Souls big story to like a, 
a level that's a bit more extreme. Mm-hmm. But, but at one point, the big like uh, the big head that talks to you, every time you pass a level, he tells you something different. So I made it as deep as uh, level six before I had to stop for the podcast. And in the last one, when I was going down, he was like, okay, to tell you the truth, um, I don't really need you to find the four amulets, but I do need you to die to power the, the necropolis. So go ahead and die. Oh, okay. So, so there is like a hint of something else going on beneath the surface. That's kind of cool. But then again, like the group, the, they make a lot of jokes uh, on that way. So, like, I, I found another message written by an old wizard that just said, "Don't touch my stuff." Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it might not be serious. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure how I'd feel about that. Then, do you think this is the type of game where they would have benefited from having a serious story, or is this? That's a good question. Um, they would have to do a real effort to make a compelling story, I feel. Like mm-hmm. if they took this engine and were dropping you into like real world. Do you remember um, do you remember Hob? Yeah. The Runic game? What if it was like environments like that where you're going through like right. the wilderness and checking stuff out like that? Um, right. So that might have worked better. Uh, but like I said, they would have need to make a real effort to make something compelling. And this was more mm-hmm. like, oh, we wanted to work on the game itself. Um, and you can tell they didn't really put a lot of effort in anything other than that combat and that mm-hmm. uh, randomization. And I have to say, it's very, very hard to get random generated levels working right. Mm-hmm. And admittedly, I haven't worked a lot on it, but um, I haven't found any like bullshit yet. Like you know, I haven't found like. Any weird thing, like, uh, I don't know if you ever played uh, Rogue Legacy. Yeah. Where you yeah. have, like, those bullshit rooms where, like, oh, this castle is basically all spikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can get through. I haven't really found any of that yet. Yeah, I think uh, I think most, most randomly generated games have those pitfalls where you start to just recognize the patterns, you know. Not only that, or you might just come up with something that's, like, completely unfair or even draw it down impossible. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true too. That just means you're not you're too casual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just get better at the game. Only real gamers play roguelikes. Um, Am I the only one who feels kind of ripped off when a game like has a good like good mechanics but doesn't have a story to it? Mm, a mean, game like this at least. It's definitely where I derive like most of the appeal that I have in video games is in playing through stories and things like that. And especially a game like this where like the combat is so finely honed, but you can tell that they just didn't have the budget, time, or creative desire to do anything else with it. Right. And I'm not saying that's what happened here. Like, this might be exactly... Like, someone sat down at a table and he's like, I want to make this! And maybe maybe they knocked it out of the park. Um, it's very polished, so I th- I'm thinking that they just didn't want... That didn't probably is. Care. Yeah. 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 And I mean, but, um, so I don't know, uh, but I, I, I'm trying to think of another game that maybe like fits that example where I feel like there was something that was wasted that like could have fit into a greater uh, story and Overwatch. <laughs> yeah, Overwatch is a good example. Um, talking about a, a bunch Dragon of well, that's, that's kind of actually Overwatch is actually kind of the opposite. Right? Overwatch is a lot of awesome story. That is absolutely not present in the game whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I would say that sounds about right. So, you know, it's... I don't know. I'm not entirely sold on it. Uh, I liked the combat. It's fun. I don't know 
how much longevity he has. And like I said, you know, I haven't really played it a long time. With roguelikes, you need to give it some time to give it a chance for it to like start pulling the shit that roguelikes usually do. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why I like Binding of Isaac so much is because it's one that I feel has been done right, where it is randomized, but it's not... Like, I never... Um, felt like, you know, oh, this is bullshit. There's no way I can get past this or, you know. Right, right. That kind of thing. And that's very hard to pull off. What? Um, I'm curious, not necessarily, uh, this is kind of just a general question. You guys are probably already aware. We're in like a, we're in a pricing renaissance in the indie world right now. Uh, and it's all thanks to Jonathan Blow and his $40 game, The Witness. Woo. And, um, it's something that indies seems like tend to be sensitive about where you say like this game isn't worth that and they're like well you're not me and you didn't spend years making it so you don't know what it's worth and blah 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 blah. my question to you guys is do you have a sweet spot like a price that you just are more likely to pitch in if the game looks like slightly interesting where where do you think is like your dream price point it could go up to 15 dollars if it's something that i say ah well i'm not sure but i'll take a chance Mm mm-hmm I'll, I'll go as high as fifteen dollars. I wouldn't pay thirty for. This is um, for indie specifically. Yeah, yeah, just like you know, briefer, shorter experiences, lower budgets, that kind of stuff. I could probably go up to like twenty or thirty if I think they've really hit something that I want to play. Um, but really, I think it's on a case by case basis. Yeah, I'd agree with that that sentence. Um, what about you, Doug? What's your what's your dream? What's your ideal price? What do you what do you look for? Uh, my ideal price is zero dollars because indies suck. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, to be, I, I don't really play a lot of indies because they just don't really grab me. Because a lot of times they're up their own asses. Um, okay. But I I mean I would say I don't know fifteen is probably where I start paying more attention. Fifteen is what you wish for. Yeah, I will agree with Doug. There are a lot of indie games that seem to think that they don't need my business. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of profound games out there. Sure, why not? Profound and amazing games. I like, uh, I, I mean, like I said, I, I think I think 15 is usually a good price point for me, too. Um, and it sounds like that's probably the point where I would be interested in Necropolis. Actually, let me back up. I'm probably not interested in Necropolis at all. But what I'm looking at and what I what Lucio's describing, if I were, it, it probably wouldn't be until there was a one at the beginning of the price. Yeah, I mean, even now I'm like I just started. I'm like I don't know that this is a thirty dollar game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, this game is thirty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Where have you been? Mm-hmm. Uh, drinking. Oh, oh, very good. Thank you. Twenty nine ninety nine, I believe. It's basically you're mm. buying you're buying basically like buying the combat on Dark Souls without the rest of Dark Souls. Wait, yeah, that's I, that's the not going to do it. With thirty dollars is is a lot of times like nowadays even like triple A sixty dollar games. If you wait three weeks, it's usually about thirty five. So it's like why? Yeah. You can go buy Dark Souls three indie? right now on Steam on the uh, Prime Day bucks. sale for thirty five bucks. Yeah, that's true. And guess what? That's probably a better game. That's true. So you could spend five more dollars and get a complete Dark Souls experience. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's tough, man. That's just a tough sell. Let me see how much Dark Souls is right now on Steam. <laughs> the original? Yeah. It's probably well, less than 30. It's okay, actually... Right. Oh, good, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, it seems like... When, bucks. It, when a game gets old enough on Steam, it doesn't age quite like the consoles do. 
But I'll bet you can go buy a console copy of Dark Souls for like five bucks. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, with all the uh, DLC, too. Probably, yeah. So, Lucio, is there another question? Is there anything about this game that you... Is there something you get from this game that like a game like Dark Souls doesn't provide? Or is this game basically just like more of that? Dark Souls Light? Yeah, kind of. It's, I mean, so far it's only Dark Souls Light. I really haven't seen anything. Okay. And I, I, to be fair to the developers, like maybe there's more to it than that, but I keep coming back. Keep in to mind, that. I have like two hours on it. So it's not right, like. Right, right. So we're not making an end all be all comparison here, but right. when an, in, especially when an indie comes to me and says, like, hey, I've done this game that you like, and please give me money for it, where, where are we supposed to get the value out of that if they're just really like harping or, you know, uh, mimicking something that I've already enjoyed from a AAA developer? Right. Well, but like you said, a lot of times they're doing something that's just slightly different. Like, oh, you know, I made this thing that's very similar to... Ideally, that's what they're doing. Sure, yeah. I mean, I'm, that's just the nature of everybody being able to make their own games, though. Like, right. that's, that's just something... You're always going to have derivative works. And I mean, shit, I, I can go back to, like, uh, my old... If I went, If I dug out, like, a hard drive from when I was in high school or something, there's probably, like a novel written on there that's like just basically like the most derivative bullshit. No, no, I get that. Cause I think we all did that, especially as you know, like making RM2K games who made an original RM2K game. But there comes a point where like, you're going to ask someone for money, especially if you're going to ask them for like twice of what most people are willing to pay for an indie game. Yeah. But you're just, you're just getting better at obscuring stuff. I mean, every, that, that's 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 what it is, man. And then when somebody does come up with an original idea, like a guy whose job is to look out for fires, you guys shit all over that too. So I mean, where that was different. Where's the part where you win? It's either well, oh this is derivative. You make a game that's not gay, or oh this is derivative, or oh this is way too original. You make something like Undertale, which is original and good. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't den- At least they tried. Don't denigrate it. Undertale's pretty cool. I'll, I'll give I'll give some credit to Undertale. Uh, let me see. What other good indies are out there? Uh, well, Vanilla Isaac is one of them. There's lots of good indies. I mean, there's there's plenty. Uh, of- Risk of Rain is great. I lo- I like Super Hot. Um, if you want to talk about a, a a good roguelike, Risk of Rain is a pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had some good stuff this year. Even I think. Uh, uh, that stories uh, game was was better than people were good. expecting. Yeah. Western Press was pretty badass. Um, what else? Uh, Elder Star was good. Um, I mean, yeah, don't was... don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there aren't like good indies out there. I'm just saying that is what you're saying. No, no, I'm saying like if you're just gonna come to me with something that's derivative, charge less for it. Like, not, yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Like now in this realize that they can get more so they're gonna charge more yeah. and those people are stop being fucking assholes and paying it i mean some of them there's still plenty of games out there uh i i just did the review for uh tumblestone yesterday and uh so i mean there's still there's still people out there that are because i think tumblestone's like 8.99 i'd pay like 25 bucks for that game there's so, there's just an insane amount of com- content in it yeah no, i know <laughs> well i didn't i didn't tell them that before it came out 
Um, <laughs> I actually, I didn't even ask the price when I reviewed it because I was so happy with it that it, it just did, didn't bother me at all. So it didn't even really matter what it cost. I probably would have picked it up. Um, by the way, if you like puzzle games, Tumblestone is the Xbox Live Gold game of the of the month or whatever. So you can get it for free on your Xbox. I, I watched your review for it today. I don't, I don't think it's something I'd pick up, but I was intrigued. I like it, and it's a great example of what you're talking about, where um, it's a really original concept. Right. Like, it's it's something that, at least to my mind, I can't think of anybody doing it before. Well, and, and I think even if it wasn't an original concept, at least you're getting your money's worth, apparently, because you said they're like a shitload of levels. Oh, yeah, there's so much content in that game. Uh, it's it's crazy, and it would take you forever to... Now that we're talking about this, I think there's a parallel between Necropolis and Fury. In that they feel like pieces of other games that they just carved up and they're selling for like half of the price of the game. Fury is a very interesting comparison because uh, it's similar in price and also um, kind of similar like, in, in in like what you're talking about. Where like right, so Fury feels like they got the boss battles, boss battles from Metal Gear Rising and they made that into a game without the rest of Metal Gear Rising. Right, right. Which may be a selling point for some people. Fury, Fury might be longer. Oh, sure, good, man. Fury might be longer than Metal right. Gear Rising, because um, <laughs> that's a pretty Fury. that's a pretty short game. Fury's fun, but I'm I wouldn't pay twenty five bucks for it. Yeah, right. That's, if mean, it was if it was not game. a PS Plus game, I I would never have looked at it. So well, I think but, it's smart that they they released it as such. But, but it's largely because it's not your jam. Oh yeah, it looks like looks like Fury can be finished in three hours. I, I would believe that if you're actually good at the bosses and don't suck like I do. See, like, that's real <laughs> short for for a $25 game. That's like $8 per hour. I mean, that's, you know, when you put it that way, though, I mean, you're There's like, yeah, yeah, movie yeah argument, know, that's what the but... bad guy does. But let's be let's be candid here. Like, that's eight bucks per hour. Like, you could buy a lot of beer for that and be happier <laughs> for a whole evening. <laughs> Oh uh, no! So not only that is don't don't fucking laugh. That's a legitimate concern. No, sure, I I understand what you mean that uh, that beer is better than than no, no, but like rising is sure. But like if you really wanted to, um, when rising was almost very similar in length, rising is like four and a half, five hours tops. And right, they, but then you have like all the challenge modes and all that shit. But they wanted sixty dollars for that when it came out. That's a little sadistic. I mean, so. Uh, really, what's twenty five for? Well, and I think kind of what you're saying. I mean, we're ragging on indies a bit, but you know what? Full AAA games try and pull this bullshit too. So, oh yeah, most definitely. Nowhere is safe. They do it worse. In fact, should we talk about Street Fighter just a little bit? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Before we segue, can I share something with you guys? I would yes. love it. All right, check this out. Better oh. nobody like a picture of her. Oh, you sent us a link. I see. Yes, nice yes. penis, Michael. <laughs> Where, where did it go? I can't see the picture. Oh, I, I see. That's so you're, me you're... earning a fucking steak. <laughs> and you really are mad about this. Yeah. yeah yes. That's pretty good, though. Thank you. This uh, is, uh, that's not Bastion. This is quite the drawing. No, that's, that's Bastion. Is it? I thought Bastion was the big... That was I thought that Soldier 52 or whatever his name is. No, Soldiers. no, no. So on the left, we have Torbjorn, who yeah. uh, is... 
What's he so doing to you? He's pulling the wrench up his ass like... Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then he's in the middle, deep. we have Roadhog, who's about to hook you in the face, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then on the far right, we have... I'll, sh- I'll share this lucky. art, Michael. This is just too great to... Are you Are you sure you want to do that? What, we've so, mu- so many other things have gone wrong. Why, <laughs> why not share this? I like your very racist black <laughs> lips on me. Yeah, that's true. Actually, maybe this should remain yeah, exactly. a private. I, <laughs> yeah, I think maybe we. Uh, I had to do some research, just some old Disney South. movies for this one. Yeah, yeah. Michael watched Song of the South shortly before he popped in here. Who's the yeah, big like, night guy in Overwatch then? Uh, that's Reinhardt. Oh, okay. That's who I was thinking of. I actually, I think Bastion's funnier though. I think, I think that's better. He's a role, a soulless robot. He's a robot who can't speak English. He doesn't, you know, like... You know he understands everything that's happening, but he can't communicate it properly. This is how he learns how to love. <laughs> yeah, they're teaching him. Exactly. All right, well, we'll just, we'll just burn this. Um, so, anyway, Street Fighter. Yeah. Let's, let's chit and chat about it, because its story <laughs> mode came out. And oh, yes, yeah, so you're the... As I understand, uh, it's not the best... I mean, the story is... Or it is the best. The story has always been retarded, right? Sure, yeah. So I, I wasn't expecting, like, this would, like, suddenly turn around and make it into, like, you know, a uh, great rendition of the art of fighting or anything like that. It's just fucking stupid. Like, mm-hmm. really, really fucking stupid. Even stupider than I expected. It's a time-honored tradition to be so stupid. Um, but not only that... Um, it it looks like it was made with like source like movie maker, um, like I've seen an uh, machinima in on YouTube that looks better than this stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but that's not really what bothers me. Like whatever, the story mode was kind of shitty. Uh, I wasn't expecting much. There's still not an arcade mode, which I think is a bigger problem. Um, but with this new update. Uh, they finally released the store so you can buy stuff with your fight money. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, how, so, much, how much fight money do you have? So by the time that this update came out, I had 200,000 fight money. What does that get you? That gets you two characters. Oh, nice. 100,000 cool. per character. But that, this is where things start getting bad, right? They weren't so, bad before? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, just bear with me. So you have um, these things that you can do, right? So you have the well, the pre-story mode, got things for every character, and that gets you like 20,000 fight money for each of them. Um, then you have the challenges uh, and the survival, and all that gives you fight money the first time you do it, okay? Mm-hmm. So let's say that you, you want to do survival, right? So you get your character, right? Ryu, let's say. You go with Ryu and you clear survival and you get, I don't know, 2,000 fight money. Um, the next time you go and you do survival with Ryu, you will only get, you will only unlock a color, right? So a, a palette swap. Okay. Okay. So the most that you can probably get with all the stuff that's out now is about 280,000 fight money. Now, there are six characters that are planned, so four of them are out, and there's two more coming up. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. There's also stages that they put behind the paywall. (laughs) Okay. They cost 70,000 fight money each. Oh, that's a little steep. 
Then there are customs, and there are a lot of customs. Like, there's at least uh, three alts per character, mm-hmm. and those are 40 grand a pop. Um, wow. Yeah, they, they are very expensive. And I mean, and I, guess, I guess if it was me, I would price those things pretty high, too, because they're cosmetic, and those are the things that I want people spending real money to buy. Whereas right. the characters, my hope would be that, not my hope, but... Yeah, wouldn't you just hope that they spend so if it was on all just of them? Customs, it wouldn't be a problem for me, but there's characters and stages on this too, right? Right, right. But there's also like colors you can buy, like specific titles. I don't even know how much those are worth because I'm not gonna waste my time on those. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was never something I would care about. You can even buy like special themes for your like fucking background, which is inane. Mm-hmm. Um, but then. You know, so Capcom promised that everything you had could be unlocked with fine money. Um, which isn't true now, because a lot of the customs that are out now are only uh, purchasable through PSN for four bucks a pop. Um, so each of them has like, and it's like a special like summer edition, so they're basically swimsuits. Mm-hmm. So if you want a perv on Chun-Li and put it in a swimsuit, you gotta pay four bucks. There's no way to earn it with fine money. <laughs> You know, I can give a pro tip for anyone who wants to perv on Chun-Li. You can just go on the internet. You just go to Google. And, and you'll just find her. Wait, you, why? Oh, yeah. What, what you do you got to do? You, 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 you don't even have to look very hard. You'll just stumble across it if you just look up Chun-Li at all. Yeah, just type Chun-Li into Google and just keep go to, like, page 36. Okay, hold on. Uh, just do that right now. Go type Chun-Li into Google. Go to page 36. Third link down. I'm betting money right now. Naked Chun-Li. Chun Li takes big black dick. You can see, you can see Chun Li doing things that you should probably not. You'll you'll look at her and be like, "There's no way that'll fit in there." But exactly. guess what? It fits in there. So anyway, so the search tapers off after twenty one. Okay, well then I changed my guess to page seventeen, link four. Okay. Now, see, Google must be fucking something up because it says there's no page 17 either. Oh, yeah, Google's doing that thing it does. Mm, That doesn't sound like me. Well, hey, let's change the podcast into Troubleshoot Michael's Computer Hour. You know, Jared, you don't have to be so cynical. Michael, do you have all your Windows updates installed? I do. Let's start (laughs) with that. Have you uh, turned it off and turned it back on? Let's uninstall all the updates and reinstall them. I'm not okay. sure why everyone's giving Capcom such a hard time. They got to make money. So anyway, uh, I'm not finished with this bullshit. Yeah, they have children to feed. Um, so anyway, after you have your initial like three-character free fight money that you get for actually playing the game, the only way that you can earn fight money is through online matches. How much do you think a match pays when you win? And it only pays when you win, by the way. A thousand fight money. <laughs> Come on. 20,000 fight pesos. I think to, to win 100 matches, that's a lot. 100 matches? Nah, man. Well, because then I'd get a character if it pays you out 1,000. fight money. You get 50, like 5-0? Five, 5-0. Zero? Five, zero. No way. Now, <laughs> now, keep in mind that in order for the match to count, you need to be online, which makes sense because you are fighting online. But a lot of times, the game doesn't find the servers. Mm-hmm. Which means that for that fight, you didn't get your fifty fucking fight money. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if it's on purpose or not, but it's still fucking ri- ridiculous. 
It also takes about 15 minutes to find a match. Mm -hmm. So I looked up a calculation that somebody did in Reddit. Okay. Um, about how long it takes to to uh, get enough fight money to unlock everything, and they their calculation is 11 months. Like 11 months of nonstop play? 11 months playing four hours a night. Oh, okay. Um, That's too much Street Fighter. Level. I don't want to play that with Street, how street long, Fighter. How long has Street Fighter been out? Not 11 months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, keep in mind that they're not taking into account the fact that you only have like maybe eight matches in an hour. Mm -hmm. Like they're looking at it like if you're like constantly fighting, but you're not. You're gonna sit a lot of time in in those four hours staring at a screen looking for a match because there's just not a lot of players in Street Fighter Five. Yeah, because they all gave up on this game. Exactly, as, as I should have myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> what characters did you buy with your fight money? I bought Balrog and Ibuki. Oh, who else is there? Who's left? Guile and Alex. Oh, man, you passed up on Guile? I passed up on Guile. And that's very anti-American of you. In the fucking story mode, he didn't do anything. He just like got beat up on one fight, and that's it. Yeah, that's Guile's, that's, part of, that's America's job. He's showing himself to be the, uh, the martyr that America is. You know, We take the brunt for the rest of the world. Actually, Guile just, is America's like, sweetheart. He, he just seemed to be hanging out while everybody else got their ass kicked by Bison and doing nothing. Yeah, Which is also very American, too. That's very American. <laughs> that's quite American. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's... Um, I don't know, I mean, I thought Overwatch was bad with the loot boxes, but after this, they, they like fucking sound like angels. Got all kinds of worse. <laughs> all right, well, fair enough. Should we, uh, should we wrap up and talk about Pokemon Go just a little bit? Sure. Let's go for it. God damn. Did you guys think it was going to be like this? Nah. The I, end of civilization as we know it? I didn't think it was going to be like this. Uh, there are people that I know. I don't know about you guys. There are people that I know who probably don't know what a Pokemon is that are playing this game. Like, people so detached from it that for whatever reason have, have picked it up and started running with it. And everybody assumes that I'll be super into it, so they want to, like, talk to me about it and stuff. And I haven't even really played it all that much because I have a lot of trouble getting connected and it drains your battery super quick and you have to walk and, ugh, walking. <laughs> so I'm not exactly, like, people are shocked when I tell them, like, I'm level two. They're like, what level are you? Uh, uh, two? The game has levels? I have, like, two Pidgeys. And I think I got a couple Caterpies, too. So if anybody, level six. If anybody wants to trade, can you trade? What can you even nope, do in this game? No, you can't trade yet. Could someone explain to me how this game works? You walk around and you shoot balls at things. Okay. Pretty much. And then it works you get to level five, you choose a, a color, which is either the Republican Party, the Democratic Party, or the uh, Liber Libertarian Party. Um, and then you fight over polling places. I mean, sorry, you fight over gyms. The gyms, right, right, which have a tendency to be churches, it seems like. No, that's just some bullshit that Kotaku wrote. It's all sorts of shit. What, Doug, have you seen some gyms out here? I have, a, I have a gym over by the park by my house. Okay, but it's just the park? It's just the park. Just One the park. of them in Miami is a bus bench. <laughs> <laughs> 
One of them actually moves because it's actually connected to a hobo, hobo gym. <laughs> <laughs> so one of, the few, one of the things that is interesting to me on this is like kind of the technology because uh, I worked on like location apps before. Um, so initially, some of the weird names that I saw for things, I assumed that people were setting the pocket spots. So like uh, there's like this sculpture by my job that's basically uh, it's a Botero style uh, torso. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know Botero, but he basically makes, like, fat things. <laughs> okay. um, so the, the name on the poker stop is Giant Fat Torso. Okay. Uh, so I was like, okay, so this is probably user-generated, right? Um, but then I, I went on over to another poker stop, and that one is actually inside of an active construction zone. Um, so there used to be this bank. It was a really old bank building. Mm, that's right. And they demolished it, and now they're like building a skyscraper or some shit there. Um, and they want me to find the bank, but the bank doesn't exist anymore. So it, that's obviously some old like data they had from whoever they bought the location data from. Yeah, well, it's probably a holdover from Ingress because the Pokemon Go developers, the same team that made Ingress, and I, I'm sure that they've imported mm. a lot of the data and information that they've collected via that game. Uh, and and put that into Go. At least that would be my assumption. That makes sense. Um, but uh, I mean, this is definitely more successful than Ingress for sure. I think I was reading a thing today that said that it had already broken 14 million Jeez. in uh, revenue, which is pretty crazy uh, when you think like Mitomo, that piece of garbage, that hasn't even broken one million, which is partly because it's awful. Um, <laughs> Wait, what do you what do you pay for in this game? Uh, you can buy uh, currency to let you uh, buy things like lures that will like bring Pokemon to you. So if you're in an area that doesn't have any Pokemon, huh. you can you can buy these lures to spawn them. I think you can buy balls. Uh, you can buy balls. You can buy rare candy to upgrade a Pokemon. So if you're walking around and you see, and I've seen this here. Um, like a gym with like a level uh, 4,000 Pokemon, that motherfucker is paying to get that Pokemon to that level. Right, right. They've paid money to, to do something like Look, that. Look, he wants to be the very best. And, as he should. And like he no is, one ever was? As far yeah. as I'm concerned, he is the very best. But uh, yeah, I, I haven't gotten to this high level uh, Pokemon thing. I have seen, have you guys seen like people playing it? Because cause I've, yeah, I have. I've seen I know I have. Quite a bit, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a there's a Pocus stop uh, actually in the park like right next to my house, and every day when I drive by to go to and from work, uh, there are kids out there. Uh, really, you've seen kids? I've seen kids. Yeah, <laughs> all honest, I've seen are like twenty and thirty something. No, honest to God, I've seen kids. I've seen I've seen grownups too, uh, but um, most... no, no, I'm not kidding though. I've only seen grownups. Like it's just not. No, I believe you. Well, because kids, yeah. a lot of kids don't have smartphones. That's, yeah, there's that. Right? At least that's what I like to think. That's what and I like to hope. There's a bunch of shithead millennials that... And they're too busy playing Minecraft Go. I went, whatever it is those kids got these days. I went to a funeral on Saturday, and uh, in front of me, for the entire fucking funeral, I watched this kid play Spider-Man on his phone. And it just, it made me so mad... Um, because you wanted to play Spider-Man? Cause yeah, I didn't... because you wish that when you were a kid, you could have played Spider-Man at a funeral. I think that's probably it. 
part of me is like, fuck you. Some there are I, I hate that like that child is never gonna have to be bored and like just be bored and you're just sitting there and you're bored. Don't worry, Jared. In twenty years there will be no entertainment because no one will know what the fuck to do. So now I know what it feels like to get old and see other people having fun and be mad about it. <laughs> That's basically what's happening. Uh, to me, so uh, looking looking forward to growing older and being outraged about like I, I'm sure I've got to be getting close to that age where like I turn on the TV and see something on the television and say like, well, that's uncalled for. <laughs> so the other thing that I'm wondering about this is what is Nintendo and Ingress and whoever else is involved in this going to do with all that sweet sweet location data of retarded millennials walking around. <laughs> I mean, probably they're going to use it to strategically place food trucks. <laughs> no, man, it's it, brilliant. If 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 Nintendo isn't not monetizing this data, their shareholders deserve to like just kick them out. Here, well, here's what they're going to do. Every single time, they're going to know where everyone lives, and so the next time one of us criticizes a Nintendo game, <laughs> Miyamoto is going to appear at our house and just cry a single tear and we're going to feel so bad <laughs> that we'll, we'll just won't be able to say anything bad about Nintendo again. The next time that we go on to Pokemon Go, like Iwata's bloody ghost will appear in the camera and kill us. <laughs> They'll say, forgiveness, please. <laughs> please understand. Oh, no. <laughs> we tried our best to make Wii U good game machine. We try. So the other thing that I will, I've been thinking about these last few days is, man, I hope this doesn't mean that Nintendo's going to start just doing mobile shit. <laughs> I mean, there's certainly... Uh, I, I mean, this has been their aim for a while now, to become more liberal with their IPs, and they've talked about movies and just all the other stuff that they can do with it. So, I mean, this is part of the course. This isn't, like, a big surprise. But you're right in the sense that I would worry that their success here might indicate that they double down on it. And, I yeah. mean, at its core, a Pokemon Go is not very good. No, no, it's not. There's we actually not a lot that, right? to the game. Yeah, like, we would all agree that it's not very good. Um, it's entirely a novelty, and I worry that the takeaway here is that that's what people want, not, like, you know, like... No, that's, that's exactly what millennials want, is novelty. Sun and Moon are going to come out. No, because this game is is not going to maintain it's the just, popularity levels that it has right yeah. now. Uh, right, they're, they're going to have to create a slightly different variation every couple of weeks. <laughs> well, that's the thing, Michael. Um, what I'm afraid they're going to do is they're going to be like, oh, well, we made, you know, I don't know, $18,000 billion in three hours with this shit. You know, fuck, uh, you know, Zelda, Breath of the Wild, let's do Zelda Mobile. No, it's terrible. We're never going to have an original game again, but they're going to keep doing it because we're going to keep paying for it. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Like, you know, this fucking retarded people actually paying for this stuff. This is how the world ends. <laughs> so, 
No, no, Michael, it's not going to be how the world is because in two months, nobody's going to give a fuck out of this game. Right, because they're going to already have had like five more. They're going to say, hey, I know you guys don't like Federation Force, but I think you're really going to like Metroid GPS Commander. Go this find is Metroids. what the fans wanted. Go find Metroids so, all, all over your neighborhood. So do you guys know what Pokemon Go is really good for? Uh, what? You're in a bar and you go to a table full of chicks. Uh-huh. Oh, and you yeah. tell them like, look out, you got a Psyduck on your table. And they're going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But then you show them that camera and they got a Psyduck on your table and they're going to think you're awfully cool. I Yep, that'll happen. Yeah, that sounds uh, that sounds right. I'm speaking from experience here. And they thought you were super cool? Uh, as far as drunk me could tell. All right, well, there you go, guys. Uh, I wasn't at a university. I wasn't meeting a whole lot of smart chicks. Add that to the uh, pickup guide by Michael, which is, uh, you know, get get out there and tell people they got Psyducks on their table and then... Tell what a good breast operator you are. And just stand there and sway back and forth until you eventually fall over. And uh, they <laughs> will... Was, was upright the entire time. They will love you for life. Michael special. The Michael special, yeah. So the game itself, I don't know if any of you guys have like actually gotten to battle. No, but you, it's, it's very shallow. It's like even shallower than the actual Pokemon game. Is it, is it just, yeah, I was gonna say, is it just like who can flick the screen faster? You battle in this game? Yeah, to take over the gyms. Oh shit! Um, yeah. there's just so not a lot depth. to it, which is why I think there's like not going to be a lot of longevity in this thing. No, there there definitely isn't. Like this, is I'm gonna, already bored with it. This is gonna last another month. And uh, yeah. it'll it'll kill over and, and die away. And, blow. and whatever the next thing comes out, then they're going, you know, everything is just going to. I don't think they're going to be able to make a splash this big again. I really don't. And I'll eat my words if that's true. Phoenix right wrong. But I uh, think it's going to have a splash. I just don't think it's the kind of splash that we want. I just think I just think this is it. Like this is this is probably the peak right now. Uh, the people that I know that are playing this game are not going to keep playing this game. I can tell you that right now. Well, at and, some point, they have to be fed up with the fact that it crashes every five seconds, and like that, it is. It, it never syncs right, it is and you have to close unstable. it and reopen it, and it doesn't track it's, your it's, movements, it's, and it's, it's, it's super. Not to mention that, not to mention it, Doug. It's really weird to me that the GPS is so bad, um, right? Because like I've I've seen apps that I can tell you like, oh, you are specifically, you know, in this part in the planet. And this thing is like all over the place. Like some decisions you're walking when we're walking. It's like, what the fuck, man? It keeps putting me in the ocean, which is very distressing to me because I'm not a good swimmer. You're also in Utah. That's where all those water Pokemon are, though. Right. I tried to catch it. But Fish. like, you know, I've, I've been like standing like my actual office is on a Pokestop. Mm-hmm. Um, like my building is a Pokestop. And... You know, sometimes it's like, oh, no, you're like a block away. I'm like, no, I'm not. And then he walks back. My little character walks back. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then I click on my building and it's like, oh, it's too far away. What do you mean? It's too far away. Yeah, mine puts me in the building next door most of the time, I found, um, which is not super conducive. And Google Maps doesn't think that at all. Like, I open up Google Maps and I center on myself and it's like, oh, yeah, you're this way and you're facing this direction. But right, and you are in the third floor, second room, three, third chair. But I, I open Pokemon Go, and it's like, oh, you're in the building next door, and look at how much you're moving. And I'm like, I'm, I'm <laughs> sitting down. Yeah, it's really weird. But Slow um, down. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's. I mean, it's, it's a neat idea. I, I think that it is really fun to see people uh, rally around it. Um, p- people, I, I've seen a lot of people on Facebook who are like, 
too cool for it, and they're like, I don't, oh, play, yeah, I don't play it because I'm not tan and I have a job. And I yeah, I've seen that meme too. <laughs> yeah, all you people on Facebook with your fucking important lives have I mean, nothing better to do. Right, exactly. Like, I'm glad you had so much time to write this on Facebook. Uh, not only that, but uh, then you're going to post a meme about how uh, you don't care about the haters. You clearly are a super busy person. Uh, who, who didn't? But I, yeah, I just I, I don't I don't know that I see that. But it is it's neat to see, uh, you know, like people congregating and everybody like playing the same game, doing the same thing. Uh, it, it's been a it's been a cool week. Uh, it's unfortunate that it wasn't on something more interesting. I mean, you can tell that all of these people haven't touched a video game in like the past like fifteen years. Right, right. Which is a shame that this is what makes them come back because they're be like, man, video games sure are buggy and slow and don't work right. We got I mean, worse. Right. Yeah, well. <laughs> right. Actually, yeah, I guess that <laughs> is <laughs> that is a pretty good takeaway. This is just an accurate sampling of what's happened since then. Yeah. I feel like if they video let it bake, slow and buggy and don't work right half the time. If they let it bake a little longer and maybe add a slightly, a little bit more of the mechanics to it, it could actually have have a lot more longevity. But I think, yeah, with the way it is now, it's just not going to last more than a week. I just wish two. I could battle like without having to fight a gym. My, my, my office, since obviously you know the area that I work at is full of millennial douchebags that have a lot of spare money. Um, like every every gym by my office is like level seven thousand. Pokemon, mm-hmm. um, and then like, I, I go back to like my neighborhood, and first of all, there's nothing around my neighborhood, but there is a there's a gym by a place that I always drive by, and then it's always gridlock, so I always get a chance to like battle it while I'm waiting for the traffic to move. Um, that sounds safe. Yeah, and that that one is always like level <laughs> like a hundred. Mm-hmm. It's safe, Michael, because you've been in stuck in traffic here. You know how it is. Yeah, that's actually a good point. <laughs> there's plenty of time for Pokemon. Touche, Lucio. I think it's on. Well, I don't know. I think there's like probably a lot more fun stuff they could do with this kind of idea. Um, I mean, you could make a a full blown Pokemon title with it to to some extent, or or well, yeah, but something that's to. actually like fun, <laughs> <laughs> like a cool art, alternate reality game, like it's find the Metroids. Yeah, that's it, Jared. Well, I, I mean, maybe ten Samusaranis. Maybe Ingress is for you then. Like you know, it's not like this is that new. It's just this Otherwise, is like with Pokemon. Have you uh, guys like checked out like all the stuff that's coming out with that's going on with this? Like what? Yes. Pokemon Go uh, Holocaust Memorial asks people not to go play Pokemon. Oh Go. yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was pretty good. Um, the little girl who found the body. The, um, the, like there was some, some guy who had like gunpoint. Like some somebody put a lure in like some dark alleyway, um, <laughs> and like started mugging people. Yeah, I um, heard about that. Anyone know anyone who's been fired for this yet? Uh, no. no, I saw something online where somebody like got a passive aggressive note from their boss about how they weren't paying them to do this. We we know a guy who got dismissed from his company because he was in there with his camera, like in a in a HIPAA zone where they get like you know private medical records. Oh jeez! And they're like, get the fuck out. So there's this one guy who um... did he get a good Pokemon out of it at least? Fuck, I don't know, man. It's probably a rat hitter. I was gonna say, who you get, who who are you guys gonna uh, get fired for? Like, who are you down to get fired for? Either Mewtwo or Go Home, man. Oh, okay, yeah. What about Mew? No, no. Mew's <laughs> stupid. Mew's dumb. Mew should never. Mewtwo's yeah, badass. Exactly. Mew, Mew, Mewtwo is double the Mew. 
Well, now let's not say things that we can't take back. Mew is the rarest of all Pokemon. Mew's a pink little bitch. <laughs> Mewtwo is two Mews, okay? It's Mewtwo. I, if I saw a Scyther, Double I think I would uh, probably climb into any restricted area. Uh, <laughs> oh, this is, looks like a nuclear base. Well, so, gotta get that Scyther. so cool. He's got fucking knives for hands. I mean, it's a little impractical how he so does there's anything. A guy, there's a guy whose house is a gym, and he's like pissed because people keep showing up. <laughs> See, I like that. <laughs> That's great. He should sell um, poke snacks. It would totally work for the dumbass millennials. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying, just make your food truck a fucking gym. Like you'll never go. You'll never want for business. Well, there there is um, uh, a restaurant by my work that actually puts lures because they're they're a poke stop. Uh, yeah, see, popping lures all the time, and it always works. It's always packed. That's really smart, right? That's really really smart. Like we need, we got to figure out how to capitalize on this. Until they, they do this two weeks from now, and then no one gives a shit. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What if we, uh, what if we got like some enemy slime cards or something, and we stuck those at like a pokey stop? What you, if you put lures so people go there? Yeah. What if we put a lure at the bottom of a very deep pit? And then just every day we went and like uh, took the wallets off the dead bodies of the people who fell into the pit. Mm, so you like you cover the pit with twigs and grass and let them tumble into it. No, what these fuckers I... are just looking at the camera. They're gonna walk right in. Mm, that's Whatever true. you say, patches the hyena. All I'm saying huh? is that uh, all I'm saying is the scyther's pretty cool. And if you guys know where See? I can find one, uh, let me know. Cause bunch of scythers at the bottom of a manhole. Something like all of Jared's money. I'll go in there. I'll go in there to get him. I don't even care. And if you had knives for hands, I'd go wherever it would take to get to you, too. Jared, you know where Scyther Aww. is? Where is he? He's inside the Mormon temple. <laughs> you're you're going to have to get baptized to, to get Scyther. <laughs> Deep in the heart of the temple. You guys see the whole thing of, like, people putting fairy Pokemons on the Westboro Baptist Church? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, man, what a what a cultural wave this has been. What an <laughs> instrument for social change. Games for Change 2016. Yeah, absolutely. Almost certainly. What is like play? That's another thing that I was wondering, right? So, but where I work, like, this is like fucking everything is a landmark. Like, you know, a bus stop is a landmark. Like, a bicycle <laughs> stop is a landmark. Like, you know, there's the one that's literally a bench. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, by my house, it's kind of sparse. So if you're a kid living in like Minnesota, then you're 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 fucked. Right, right. right. We've, we've heard that here. before. Him. Uh, I don't know. I'm actually wondering. Do you guys know anybody who like lives in the middle of nowhere that's tried to play this? No, yeah, there there've been like it's something that Nintendo's even said they're going to address um, because there are a lot of people reporting that like you know they live kind of out in the boonies and they're not able to participate really at all. I mean, I. Would you guys say that things are pretty sparing here? I don't really know. I guess it feels good enough. It, it like if you're have you been downtown like at no, all recently? Like if you go downtown, you'll have a poke stop every goddamn like five feet. Yeah, but I'm sure. In your neighborhood, it, it is pretty sparse compared to that. Yeah, like I guess I'm sure like the guy in San Francisco is having a great time with this game, but like for me, it's like well, you better walk a mile, and uh, you're not going to get anything out of it. Right, so when I'm sitting in my office, I have, you know, well, my building is a stop, and then, like, around it, there are three more that I can just reach sitting from my ass, you know, from my desk. Uh-huh. 
So, you know, like I can, if I really was inclined to do it, I could just like sit and farm them all day. Right, right. Uh, and not have to move an inch. But, you know, when I go home, like the closest one is uh, the grocery store, which is, you know, it's not far, but it's also not close either. But you Especially could, in Florida sun. You could head over there and get a public sub. I could. It is a public sub. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> sure did. All right. Well, I think that's probably enough Pokemon chat, right? Yeah. I feel like. Okay. Sure. Time to go. That takes us to the end of our list. So thank you guys for joining us tonight. If this is your inaugural episode, uh, we're sorry, I guess. (laughs) I'm not apologizing for shit. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, Make sure you listen to, or not listen to, but make sure you uh, follow our Twitter tomorrow. We will be uh, giving out some keys. There's some pretty good games left over. There's also a couple turds, but uh, most of these are, are pretty decent little titles. So uh, make sure you check those out and snag what you can. And uh, if you haven't already, go follow us on Facebook, Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. And I think with that, we are 